I V M. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. This is Monish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant. It's been a long time since we spoke about the Bucks, didn't we? We spoke about the Nets, we spoke about the Sixers, and we spoke about the entire Western Conference. I think yep. we should focus a little bit on the East and Milwaukee Bucks. I think have been the silent uh, team who have stayed in third. With no, uh, I mean, they're far away from the second spot. They're far away from the fourth spot. So they're kind of stuck on an island, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, the last two years, they've had runaway years, leading the Eastern Conference and winning the regular season pretty comfortably. Also, last season, I think they were on course to almost on seventy game streak right. before the pandemic hit, and then their season got turned around. Yeah. Do you think the Bucks this year, with just two years of playoff experience, are better? And uh, I know that they have tougher teams to beat this time uh, in the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, but. Their experience themselves as well. I think Giannis has gotten better, if ever that is a possibility. Joe Holiday, big upgrade over Blade. So we mentioned it multiple times yeah. on this podcast. Chris Middleton, always good, still good. Divincenzo uh, is a better player than he was last season, and you can see with the number of points he's averaging around twelve, fourteen points. Where last season it was in single digits. And Brook Lopez, well, I could you could say that he's the only downgrade from last season. So do you think they're a better team, and should they be taken a little more seriously than they currently are? uh no I, I, there are enough reasons to say yes but it's still going to be a no cuz uh, just in absolute volume they lead the league in a bunch of categories right especially on offense um, mm-hmm. field goals made points average points scored blah blah, blah. but who cares we've seen mm-hmm. this i've said this tons of times this year we've seen this movie we know how this ends prove us wrong and then we'll see um it's the fifth best offense in the league ninth best defense in the league blah 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 whatever nobody cares uh because mm-hmm. we've seen this team dominate in the regular season we've seen this team be a little less than perfect but still pretty incredible in the regular season we've seen all of that and then we've also seen them go crash and burn in the playoffs it's one round or the other it's always one thing or the other but but this, this team crashes and burns big reason why uh and and a big reason why they lead the league in in field goals made and yet they're not even in the top 10 in three point shot is mm-hmm. because the highest usage rate goes to a player that still can't shoot that hasn't changed how much ever is improved mm-hmm. that hasn't changed so they get a bunch of buckets in the paint is unstoppable so they lead the league in field goals but they're not in the top 10 in three points because nobody shoots it when when like a big chunk of your shots are coming in from yanis and he barely ever shoots threes th- this is how it reflects and that's a problem because philadelphia have gone and added a bunch of shooters in the off season right to a big man that's also pretty nifty from three and mm-hmm. just as strong in the paint if not stronger mm-hmm. uh sure ben simmons is a liability but but that's all right they've got enough uh, shooters there so that that's them uh brooklyn nets if fit will light you up from inside outside everywhere offensively mm-hmm. so they've got their work cut out um even if they were leading the uh, the east i don't think anyone would have cared mm-hmm. for very different reasons than the utah jazz in the case of the jazz it's 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 a not very glamorous team there's not that quintessential superstar so you don't have that to root for versus in the case of the bucks um we've seen them come in we've seen them dominate the regular season and then we've seen them just stink it up in in the playoffs so it's they they're rated the, just the way they should be nobody cares what they've done so far 
um it, it just it's like paul george it's it's just like paul george's situation nobody cares how well he plays in the regular season he could mm-hmm. win mvp and he's still not going to get that level of respect until he does something in the playoffs same with and, middleton same with the bucks right and that's my point i mean last season they were just focused on finishing on top of the eastern conference yeah. and they were doing that not really experimenting much but this season you can see the difference i mean yanis has not played a bunch of games which means it gives give the other players uh, enough chances to prove themselves and i think they've done pretty okay they've not won enough games but i think they've been mixing and matching uh, their combinations they've got in new mm. players they've got in the experience of pj tucker i know we make a lot of fun of him but i think he's valuable to this team sure uh, holiday i think if you watch the game against atlanta hawks he shut down trey young entirely he got like what one out of nine shots and i think drew holiday is going to be key when uh, say not so much against the sixers but i think when they play brooklyn nets he can be a yeah. harden or a kyrie I won't say stopper, but he can make them inefficient. So he has that capability, and that's a big part of the Brooklyn Nets offense as well. And you don't even know how many of them are going to be fit as well. Now, the point is that Bucks are not the top, and I think that is kind of a blessing in disguise for them because they've been. It shows that they've been trying and experimenting with different things. They played Giannis at the five sometimes, and Lopez is off, which yeah. means PJ Tucker plays at the four. Uh, usually, the points were going off when Giannis was on the bench, but now. Right. The replacement is PJ Tucker, and last year it was Marvin Williams. So that's quite an upgrade, I would say. Sure. Uh, they've gotten the experience of Jeff Teague, who uh, who has his previous history with Budenholzer. He comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, Bobby Portis has been a efficient scorer whenever Giannis is not playing. So I think the team is much better than last year. They have the playoff experience. Giannis has been shooting free throws. The game against Phoenix Suns, he's got ten free throws and he yeah. shot ninety. He shot nine mm-hmm. out of ten, which is mm-hmm. quite an improvement. He, he had two weaknesses in his game. He couldn't didn't have a jumper. Didn't have. Good free throw shooting. I think his free throw shooting has definitely gone up. Yeah. Definitely not up to eighty-five, ninety percent, but it's definitely gone up from the previous two seasons. So, I think they're a better team than last year. I think they might well not be able to beat the Bucks or the Sixers, but I think they'll definitely give them a run. It it will go all the way to six or seven games if they play. Oh, I'd I'd give them a shot. Yanis's uh, free throw shooting has improved, but it's still pretty disastrous for for an MVP caliber player. Three point shooting is pretty much the same, but. Um, on paper they have a shot i i'd i'd give them a if i if i look at if i forget for the fact for for a while uh, what i know from uh, looking back in retrospect if i forget mm-hmm. about how they choked earlier if i'm just taking this team at face value i'd give them a fighting chance against both the nets and the sixers uh, because i think they can defend the sixers nets are going to be a little more challenging but but i think they can do it and you know what uh, for all the questions that we've raised on who's stopping the nets trio mm-hmm. who's defending against the bucks this is an elite offense it might not be the best of the best but it is an elite offense first of all who's stopping yanis yeah uh, blake griffin uh, was probably going to get injured uh, in the no. first first game nope. if if he ran the yanis right so uh, who's stopping yanis uh, who's guarding drew uh, holiday because he's a pretty efficient yeah. scorer and and he always elevates in the playoffs So who's stopping him? And and Middleton uh, is an incredibly efficient scorer too. Now yeah. in playoffs, normally sometimes the occasion gets to him. Sometimes the defenses step up. Brooklyn has no defense. So on yeah. paper, you'd you'd give them a chance against both teams. I think what's holding people back from really talking about them is far too many times people have invested their time and faith uh, and trust in the Bucks, and they've always let people down. including mm-hmm. people who maybe resented the mvp vote because he just crashed and burned in the playoffs it's incredibly unfair to continue judging them by what has happened but that's the world we live in paul george can never shake off pandemic p 
not unless he goes gets himself a at least put his team in the uh, in the NBA finals and then we'll talk. So mm-hmm. Paul George is in the same boat as Chris Middleton, uh, same boat as uh, as the Bucks, and Giannis is in a, in a similar situation to Kawhi, where all eyes are on him and it's now a bust, a proven self way. Except the difference is uh, Kawhi is already a two-time Finals MVP. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Giannis isn't. So <laughs> yeah. They have they have a big paycheck to prove themselves. Both Yanis yeah. and Drew Holiday both got paid during the season. Oh. I think they have enough. They, I mean, the Bucks have kind of made it clear that they've invested in both of these superstars. They're going to build their entire roster for the next few years around these two superstars, and it's not really a bad combo to have. I mean, with yeah. the addition of Middleton as a third player, yeah. uh, I think it's a brilliant team, and I think they they can be the one of those upset teams. It might feel it's kind of cruel to call them an upset. team but i think they could be that team that could kind of upset brooklyn nets or the sixers if they face them but is we are looking at the upside is there a downside i mean last season they lost against miami heat who were mm. not fancy i know you did fancy them but miami heat was the fifth seed coming into the playoffs oh, i was clear they beating the bucks whatever else they do they beating the bucks for <laughs> sure yeah they would have beaten the other three teams for sure yeah. they would have beaten uh, celtics they would have beaten raptors mm. easily so mm. Kind of went into the wrong hands. Uh, faced Miami. Yeah. Is there a downside for this Bucks team that they could lose in the first round? Suppose they face the Heat or the Celtics, or you think they're strong enough to beat either of those teams now? I think now they're strong enough to take on uh, the Celtics. So let's let's do this in two parts. Celtics, I, mm-hmm. I think they're good enough to take them down. Celtics have way too many problems right now, and uh, especially their troubles in the in the paint, guarding it mm-hmm. and getting points off in the paint. Bucks are going to be a handful, so I think they can take the Celtics. That's a short answer. Um, with I don't know about the Heat. I'm trying to figure out if the Heat can look a fully fit Miami Heat team can still take down these Bucks. It's just as simple okay. as that because they defend at a very very high level when they're all fit on the on the floor, and they have enough physicality to try and contain Giannis. You know, in between Bam mm-hmm. and and Butler can. Joust with Giannis a bit, and they've got enough bodies there to to take Giannis on, and they've done it time and time again. Why was I so confident going into the Miami Heat Bucks yeah. series last year? I even before the series started, I said, "Buck, this is Heat. There's no mm-hmm. way Miami loses because they have the Giannis stopper formula, and they execute it very, very well." Now, can you execute that formula again? Yeah, because he's not; he's still not developed a jump shot. Right. So then now it's going to come down to can Drew Holiday step up and Middleton step up? They can, but Miami's mm-hmm. got shooters of their own, so um, that, that's going to be a lot tougher to call. You'd probably have to give Bucks the edge though this time. Boston easy, Miami it's going to be tight. It's a tricky matchup for the Bucks. They sh- shouldn't want to get that in the first round. I would agree. I think they should coast through the first round pretty easily. It should not yeah. go more than five or six games. Yeah. But I think the second round, I am actually still banking on the Bucks to do better than what they did last time. Sixers are going to be the tough team. I think they can take on the Nets for sure, especially if one of the stars is not going to be fully fit. Yeah. But uh, that's all I had for you today. Uh, it was fun talking about Bucks after a long, long time. I think <laughs> they deserve their fame. They're not doing yep. too well. Five and five in the last ten, including five home losses in a row. Yeah. So they need to up their game pretty soon before the playoffs come, and Yanis needs to be fit as well. He twisted his ankle or got a cramp at the everyone's end of the game against the league. So everyone's injured yeah. in the league, so Yanis is one of them. But yeah. like I said, that's all for today, and I'll catch up tomorrow. All right, cheers. cheers.